if I close my eyes and concentrate, I can put myself right on that road. It was 1985 summer. The road is Route 49 coming back from Casey. And I can, I can hear, I can see the, the oil wells and smell the oil wells pumping off in the distance. I can see the gas fires burning off of them. The windows were down because I did not have air conditioning. I can hear the, the hum of the road against the tires, the tires against the road. And on the radio in my dad's 67 Chevy Impala is the band Survivor with their new hit song, High on You. And I was in love. And I was coming back from visiting my girlfriend, a lady that I would later con into marrying me. Uh, and, and when I hear that song from Survivor, High on You, it, it takes me back to that summer. It takes me back to those moments. Music has a way of doing that. Music gets embedded in our minds and our hearts. It gets embedded in our memories. We have songs for almost every occasion. It's graduation season and we've been hearing pomp and circumstance with, with graduation. We have weddings coming up and when it comes to weddings, we associate the, the wedding march. And even, even with, with funerals, I don't know there's too many funerals where we don't hear, it is well with my soul, or in the garden seems to be a really popular one around here. And the seasons, the seasons have their songs. We have Christmas season and, and we have Christmas carols. But if you notice, there, there aren't any summer carols. You know, there, there's no songs of, of summer like that. Instead, I think what happens is the events of summer, the events in your life somehow get linked to the music that is in our lives in those moments. And so each of us with what summer brings, whether it would be joys of summer or even the sorrows of summer, each one of us develops our own summer playlist of songs that become a part of those experiences. Songs that become a part of who we are. Is it any wonder that God, the God who created our hearts, calls us to come to Him in song. If we look through the Psalms, in, in Psalm 96, verses 1 and 2, God says, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Bless His name. Proclaim His salvation from day to day. If we look at Psalm 46, or 47, verse 6, it says, sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. And if we go to the New Testament, to that book that we love, that letter that we love, Paul's letter to the Colossians, Paul tells the Colossians in chapter 3, verse 16, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In all, through the Bible, there are over 400 references to music. Over 400 references to music and 50 direct commands for us to sing. God commands us to sing. I think of what John writes in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, where the Apostle John says of God, His commands are not burdensome. It's not a burden for us to sing. God knows our hearts. He created our hearts to sing. He knows that music connects with us in ways that words alone don't. And so is it any wonder that smack right in the middle of your Bibles, you'll find 
150 songs, 150 psalms. And, and they're not all happy and joyful. My son Connor loves music. And he'll play music on his iPad. I don't know where he finds the music, but he, he just starts playing music. And lately, he's been playing this song. You've heard it before. I'm in right, out right, up right, down right, happy all the time. It's a beautiful song. I'm in right, out right, up right, down right, happy all the time. And I hear that song every day. Day after day, I hear that song, and I'm like, I am not happy all the time. You won't find that in the 150 Psalms in the Bible. You find songs of joy. You also find songs of, of sorrow. Whatever is in the depths of the heart, those get pulled out in the Psalms. Whether it's joy or sadness, victory or, or defeat, peace or, or bitterness, it all gets pulled out. Sometimes the Psalms are raw. Sometimes they are painfully honest, but every one of them is offered to God. Every one of them with the realization that whatever is in here, He can take it. He can handle it. I can give it to Him. And just like our summer playlist, these songs become a part of who we are. They become a part of our experiences. There are moments of loss that we face. And in those moments of loss, we turn off into Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There are moments of joy where we sing, clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. There are days when you are confronted with the majesty and the greatness of God and you say, oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Your name in all the earth. When I, when I consider the heavens, the moon and the stars that You have put in their place, who am I that You are mindful of me? Uh, who am I that You care for me? And yet, You do. Those songs speak into our lives and, and into our moments because God created them and, and God created you. God knows that you need music. He knows that your heart was made for music. And He knows that you need a song that delights you. I asked a question in my Tuesday email. I asked if, if life had a soundtrack, if your life had a soundtrack, what would be your theme song? And I got a lot of responses. I got some great responses. I had one response that said Drifter. song Drifter by December Radio. I had never heard Drifter by December Radio. I had to listen to it. I'm Not Who I Was by Brandon Heath. Stronger and Overcomer. Chainbreaker. Carry On My Wayward Son by the band Kansas. Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. <laughs> and all the songs came from one person. <laughs> Same person said, those are all my songs. There was a lot of variety. There were various styles and various sentiments. The, the songs evoked various feelings. One person's song was Peggy Sue. It had that song for a, for a very long time. Now, I didn't know all the songs. But I do know this. Every song has a story. Every story is a memory. And whatever that memory is, somehow it has impacted you. Maybe that memory changed you. Maybe it defined you. But in one way or another, that memory set the tone for your life. We're going to look at Psalm 1. We're going to start at the very beginning with Psalm 1. It's on page 448 in the Bibles that we have there in front of you. It's the first psalm in the, in the whole book, and it sets the tone for the book of Psalms. And it sets the tone for our hearts. And it reminds us that, that these are not just random songs. They are here on purpose, for a purpose, to show us how to connect our hearts to the heart of God. That whatever is in here, whether it's joy or sorrow, whether it's pain or anger or frustration, 
we can get that out and God can hear it and He can know it and, and He can know us. And so this song begins in verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man. It's a little bit sexist, isn't it? <laughs> it? Blessed is the one. Blessed is the man or the woman. Blessed are those who walk not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Some of you are old enough. Do you remember American Bandstand? Some of you? Yeah, I get a few nods. Do you remember every week on American Bandstand they would preview a new song? And the response of the, the, the two kids that they would have up there to judge the song, the response was always, it's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. Well, i got news for you. Psalm 1 does not have a good beat. And you can't really dance to it. It's not something that really sets your feet a-tapping. And what we learn is that ancient Jewish poetry was very different than poetry that we know. It's than our poetry. Ours is all about the rhyme. Ours is all about the meter. It's all about those words that fit together. Ancient Jewish poetry was more like Ideas that rhyme. It was about words and ideas that would go deeper or ideas that would expand or ideas that would contrast. And you hear that in verse 1. You hear the progression. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Do you feel the progression? Walking, standing, sitting. There is a progression to this psalm. Now, if you were a bunch of high school kids, and I was speaking to a bunch of high school kids, I would say, kids, there's places that your flesh wants you to walk to, and you shouldn't walk to those places. There's places your body's going to tell you you should go, and you shouldn't go to those places. Nothing good's going to happen in those places. I would say things to you like, kids, there's times when you're going to be planted to stand in a place and say, this is where I belong, and you don't belong in those places. Or kids, there's going to be times when you're going to sit down and get comfortable in your sin. Don't sit down and get comfortable in your sin. And Most of you are adults. Most of you have done all of those things. <laughs> you figured out they didn't really work for you, and, and you figured out that that's just, that's just not where you're going. But there are places where you still walk. There's places you still stand. And there's places you still sit that you, you shouldn't go. Most of, them, most of them are in here. Or they're in here. Some of you walk back. You walk back to that past failure and you come to that moment and you say, you know, that was where it all changed. That was where I lost my hope. That was where I, I screwed everything up in that that moment of failure. And you walk back there over and over again and you just go back to that moment. Some of you plant yourselves in, in, a, in a place of, of bad relationships or you plant yourself in a place of bad attitudes and you say, there's no way out. This is where I have to stand. This is where I am. And some of you have sat down and you've gotten comfortable. You've gotten complacent with your own sin. Look at this passage. That's not the song that God wants you to sing. Instead, verse 2 says, but his, but his delight 
is in the law of the Lord, and on His law He meditates day and night. I love that He says delight. The, the word delight there means it expresses everything that makes you happy. And it's your delight He's talking about. Not God's delight. Everything that makes you happy. That's what God wants you to sing. That's the place where He wants to lead you. And for that reason, you need a song that nurtures you. Okay, it's time for us to play Jeopardy. You guys ready? All right, the category is music trivia for $400. And the the answer is Rupert Holmes' 1979 hit song Escape was better known by this intoxicating title. Anyone? Oh, come on. Anyone? What? I'm sorry. Thad said the Pina Colada song. I'm sorry you have to phrase your answer in the form of a question. The answer is, what is the Pina Colada song? Do you remember the Pina Colada song? Everybody in 1979 sang the Pina Colada song. Everybody heard the Pina Colada song. It was on the radio constantly. Everybody sang along. If you like Pina Coladas, getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, see? Everybody sang it. Everybody heard it. And way too many people tried Pina Coladas. Did you know that Rupert Holmes hates pina coladas he thinks that they taste like kaopectate i don't know if they have the same effect i've not tried one but it might might do the same thing to you but at the heart of that song is a relationship that's built on lies a relationship that's built on deception and and i have to ask is that the kind of relationship that nurtures is that the kind of relationship that's going to be there after the pina coladas have worn off So the psalm reminds us we need a song that nurtures us. He says in verse 3, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. And all that He does, He prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. You know, there, there are attitudes that we keep in our hearts There are attitudes that dry us out. There are habits that we have that that do not produce fruit. There are relationships in our lives that cause us to wither. He says in verse 4, the wicked are not so. They, They are like chaff that the wind drives away. If you live your life without being nurtured, and all we are is dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. One of my favorite musicians, a very talented man known as Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al has made his name by not writing songs, but by writing parodies of songs. You know, parodies. He takes big hits and he changes the lyrics and he makes a lot of money and he makes a lot of people laugh. So Weird Al took Michael Jackson's song, Beat It, and he changed it to... Eat it. Thank you. He took the song Riding Dirty and he changed it to White and Nerdy, which describes way too many of my friends. Not me, but my friends. Parodies are great because what a parody does is it takes what you already know 
and it turns it on its ear. So you have to listen to it all over again. You have to pay attention to what you're hearing. A parody will hit you sideways and take something that's so familiar, but all of a sudden you have to stop and you have to really listen and you actually have to think for a change. And you know, Weird Al, is as great as he does with parodies, Weird Al did not invent the parody. It's been around for a long time. In fact, the prophet Jeremiah took Psalm 1, that number one hit of Psalm 1, and he wrote this in Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, who makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like not a tree planted by streams of water. No, he is like a shrub in the desert. He will not see any good to come. He shall dwell in the parched places in the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts, his trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted that sends out its roots by the stream. He does not see fear when, when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious when the year, in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. You know, Jeremiah's parody hits us sideways. We, we, we're familiar with Psalm 1, and all of a sudden, he throws this parody at us. And, and we suddenly realize far too many of us have sacrificed a life of, of firm and, and rooted like that tree planted by the streams of water, and we've sacrificed that so we can be a shrub in the desert. Our faith is weak and, and our strength is gone because we've allowed our life's theme song to lie to us, to tell us that we're worthless, to tell us that we can't do it, that we, we can't survive. What would happen if you let God pick the song of your heart? What would happen if God picked the song of your heart? He's already promised that He wants to delight us, that He wants to strengthen us, that He wants to give us hope. And that's why you need a song that will guide you home. In the final stanza, of the song, we read this in verses 5 and 6. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I enjoyed all the responses I got to my question, what is your theme song? Some of them made me laugh. Some of them made me wonder. And I wondered, did this song speak out of a hurt? Did this song come to you in a difficult moment. Sometimes I think we revisit those old songs because we need the old memories. We need to, to see where we were at that time and how far God has led us now. One of the responses was my song would be, uh, uh, one, one person wrote and said their song would be the song Christ in Me by Jeremy Camp. The chorus of that song says, So come and empty me so that it's You I breathe. I want my life to be only Christ in me. So I will fix my eyes because You're my source of life. I need the world to see that it's Christ in me. And I was blessed to read that because I know that's not always been your song. I know that you've let God sing that song into you. Sometimes I'm afraid we get stuck. We get stuck in the old songs. And some of you are singing a song and and you're not singing it out loud, but you're singing it through your values. You're singing it through your activities. You're singing it through the things that you hold on to, the things that you won't 
let go of, whether those things are addictions or, or attitudes, whether those things are grudges or bad habits or, or bad relationships. We get this idea, this is who I am. This is where I have to stand. This is my lot in life and I can't change. You see, that's what, that's what God does. He steps in and He changes your song. In the Bible, we meet a woman named Rahab. And when we meet Rahab, she is a prostitute in a city that's about to be overrun, about to be destroyed and wiped out. But one act of kindness on Rahab's part, and her song changes, her story changes. And the last time we meet Rahab in the Bible, she is listed in the genealogy of Jesus as one of his ancestors. The book of Acts, we meet a man named Saul of Tarsus, and Saul's song is one that is bitter and self-righteous, but he becomes the Apostle Paul, a man who actually wrote songs. And he writes one of the most beautiful love songs you'll ever read in, in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. Love never fails. This past week, Jeff Simons and Missy Simons and Jeff Jr. came in on, on Wednesday morning. And uh, we've been talking and praying and, and working together for so long. And they came in and the three of them as a family said yes to Jesus in baptism. They gave their lives to Christ. You can clap for that, please. <laughs> and they said the song that was written for our lives is not going to define us. Christ is going to define us. We're going to change our song. And, and that's what they came to do Wednesday morning. You think about the songs in your life those songs that say, I can't change this. Those songs that say, here I am, this is all that I am. There are songs that we sing about ourselves and there are songs of unforgiveness, songs of bitterness, songs of failure, songs of everything that, that we aren't and every way, every way that we've messed up. Can you really sing those songs the rest of your life? I mean, what's that, what's that grudge going to look like in 10 years? What's that grudge going to look like in 20 years and 50 years? And at your funeral, will people gather together and, and sing about what a great grudge you had? <laughs> or will they gather and sing about what a great God you had and what great faith you had? Will they sing about how you let God change your life? How you let Him change your story? How you let Him change your song? What I love about the end of this psalm is you come to that last verse. You come to verse 6. And it's God who is singing in verse 6. God is singing about this person who planted himself firmly in faith. This person who has nurtured himself on the Word of God. And, and the song has changed. Look there in verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And this person, this righteous person now blossoms and grows. And, and where there was failure before, he now prospers. His life bears fruit. And He's able to bless other people because He's singing a new song. God sings about someone like that. God sings about you. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. You ever catch yourself just kind of puttering around the house? You know, just walking around and just not even really thinking. And, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're doing dishes or maybe you're cleaning up or folding laundry and just puttering around the house and suddenly a song comes back to you that you haven't heard in years. You know, and 
You're just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, as you're folding clothes, just all of a sudden, you're just saying, if you like pina coladas, getting caught in the rain. And so you're like, where did that come from? I haven't heard that song in, in years. And then all of a sudden, it is stuck. You know, it, they call it an earworm. It doesn't go away. It's just stuck in your head. And all day long, you keep on singing that song again. You're like, where is that coming from? I don't know that God putters around heaven the way that we putter around our homes. He probably doesn't. But you know, we, we putter around our homes and we just thoughtlessly sing whatever pops in our heads. God, God doesn't do that. If God putters around heaven, He's singing songs about you. He's singing songs about your faith. He's singing songs about your victories. He's singing about what you have given to Him. He's singing songs about your forgiveness. He's singing songs about how much He loves you. Some of you, some of you are still singing songs about yourself. And those songs are lies. Let God pick the songs of your heart. Blessed is the One who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on His law He meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does or she does, they prosper. The wicked are not so. They are they're like chaff that the wind drives away. And therefore the wicked shall not stand in judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked will perish. Let's stand together and pray. Father, we come today recognizing that we have told ourselves lies. We've sung our own songs instead of Yours. We've told ourselves we're stuck in our sin that we'll never be free from our habits or our hurts. And we've kept these things in the front of our minds as a, and as a hard shell around our hearts. And they've left us dry and lifeless. But You come again and You remind us that if we trust in Your Word, if we delight in Your law, our lives can flourish and our relationships can produce fruit and we can be blessed and we can be a blessing. So help us to sing Your songs, Father. Help us to hear Your voice and know Your ways so, we can, so You can bless our ways. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace.